Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Subtle Interference. I'm your host, Bob. I'm your other host, Alex. Joining us today, special guest, Erica. Yo. Say hello to the people. Wow. I will say yo. Thanks for being here. You know, you normally don't make it, but we're glad to have you. Happy to be here. <laughs> what could we talk about? Has anything happened in the last two weeks since we recorded <laughs> one of these? Do you have any thoughts on your mind? I mean, I'm going to be struggling here. Antifa attacked the Capitol. All those movies about, you know, the president being kidnapped or members of Congress being abducted or killed. It turns out they were actually wildly inaccurate. It was much easier than that. It was shockingly <laughs> easy. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if there weren't, if there weren't say Russian or Chinese spies or whatever country's spies in there, they had to be sitting at home. Like it was this easy. Like why have we time. been, why, why have we, we could have just got, so hard? We could have just got a thousand lunatics together and broken the doors down and killed yes. everyone. It's this easy. That's how easy it is. Like, oh, if we just say that we're, you know, uh, as long as everyone's white that shows up. Yeah, exactly. They'll just let us right in. It'll be great. That was what was really upsetting. Was it's like you're watching these videos, and I, I understand that the cops were overwhelmed to an extent. But then there's videos of them just being like, oh, yeah, just go ahead in. You're good. Go yeah, on right well, in. You have, a, you have a few, you know, that were the one that was like taking selfies. Um, yeah. Like, come on, man. Seriously. Some of it. Some of them apparently aren't as bad as they look like there's the one that from behind. It looks like they opened the gates, but I think it was just that the gates got shoved open and they were overwhelmed. And it's like, OK, it's. A hundred versus three. What do we do? Well, we well, just and that's what I'm saying. Through. I understand to an extent that it's like there's so many of them, and there's like none of you that you're like I'm going home to my family. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not sticking my neck out. You know, because I'm not getting killed. I, I understand that. Yeah, I genuinely I, do. I feel bad for the majority of the police that were there. That they were doing their best, and they were in an absolute no win situation they were essentially set up to fail yeah and i think the question is is who set them up to fail why what happened um you know i think there's some criticism to be levied towards the mayor of dc it seems like before i think there was like a letter or an email a day or two beforehand basically saying like if anything starts, just, you know, we don't want a repeat of what happened here months ago, but so she, maybe she gets some blame, but I just don't understand. Like, did our intelligence not know the amount of people that were showing up? Because I just don't really buy that. Well, and unfortunately, I know they're monitoring things. The authority to call out the national guard for DC lies with the, uh, 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 with the president. Yeah. So he wasn't going to do that because he knew it was going to happen. Right. He didn't give a shit. Yeah. I think that's the other scary thing is just that it was allowed to go on for so long. Like I, I think it's one thing that the building was penetrated and the amount of police that were there were just hopefully overwhelmed, hopelessly overwhelmed. I mean, 
I think that's one thing, but the fact that it took them, you know, two, two and a half hours, whatever it was to actually get the amount of people there needed to clear these idiots out is just shameful. Yeah. You know? Well, and it doesn't bode great for uh, Wednesday either. We're recording Whoa. this uh, before the inauguration. There's 25,000 members of the National Guard there. I have seen and they're the, the all armed. Yeah. So if something happens, they're definitely allowing it to happen at that point. You know, well, there's no and it's other like, way to look at it. You want to step up. I mean, go ahead. You're an idiot and you're probably going to get killed, but. Oh, I think if people show up to that inauguration and they show up with, they show up armed, it's basically suicide by police. People will show up. I guarantee you that people will show up. Well, they like already just... caught the one, the one idiot who tried to get through a checkpoint and he had some, he had a loaded handgun and uh, he had some sort of fake inauguration pass or something and they caught him. Idiot. So. You know, oh no, you're gonna sure have there's gonna be more. plenty of idiots that are 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 gonna, you know, try to do something and yeah, at this point it's just like sure guys, you know, like go to town. Mm -hmm. Idiots. I I don't know I get to an extent why they're doing still going ahead with like the outdoor inauguration and shit, but just with all the COVID and all that, I'd be like yeah, we're going to broadcast this online. This is just, we're not going to, it doesn't make sense to go through with this as normal. But you kind of I get have it. to do it as normal because you don't want to create the image that these lunatics have won. Have won. Right. No, I understand. I'm just, I worry. I'm concerned. Uh, look, like I said, what happened at the Capitol should be thoroughly investigated and hopefully the results will be public once they figure out exactly what the failures were and you why they happened. But I fully believe that with the amount of people are there and between the FBI and whoever else, all the various intelligence branches, 25,000 members of the National Guard, I have a hard time believing anyone's getting within 10 miles of this that they don't want there. Well, and have you seen like the maps of DC, just how many like streets are closed and shit? It's I insane. It's bonkers. And so I mean, good. That's the way it should be. You know, I mean, if there's yeah, a credible threat, the whole, they've locked the whole district down. Yeah. It's just, it's fucking insane to me. Like this is what it's come to. Well, it was sad because it was the day after the Georgia elections, the runoffs. So you have this like happiness of, okay, at least the Democrats. And as we all have, everyone who the one person that limit listens to this knows none of us are Democrats. I don't think none of us are fans of the Democrats. We're all liberal, but I wouldn't even call myself a liberal anymore, Alex. I mean, the leftists are all kind of assholes, but they kind of, align more with what uh where my mind's at but i, I know none of us have any love for the democrats yeah and, and i've been we've all been very consistent that we're of the belief that they will fuck this up until proven otherwise but oh, no doubt yeah i think if i could speak for all of us i think we're all still happy they're going to at least have the opportunity to fuck it up yes you no know? 
they control the Senate, they control the House, they're going to control the presidency in a few days. If they fuck this up, they have no one to blame but themselves. Well, and I've seen Biden's agenda, or at least like uh, seeing people bitching about it on, on Twitter, like he wants to raise the minimum wage to $15. And everyone is like on the side of, you know, well, what is McDonald's going to do? Burger flippers shouldn't make $15 an hour. It's like McDonald's is a multi-billion dollar corporation. It does not need you to attend to its nether regions. All right. Like calm the fuck down fatty. You're still going to be able to get your Big Mac for a reasonable amount of money. Well, I say this as a fat person. (laughs) There is a discussion to be had about the minimum wage. However, I do like that they're going to raise it. I mean, the thing is it's not going to go from it's seven and a half right now, right? The national minimum wage. Yeah. Is like, no, it's not seven and a half. It's seven twenty-five, isn't it? Okay. Which, whichever it's 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 absurdly low, but yeah. yeah. And it's very low, but I don't think they're going to, it's not going to raise to 15 overnight. It's going to be raised over time to 15, Mm -hmm. I believe. Right. And, but Alex, my big Mac. No, I, and and, and those are the, I think if you want to make, if, if I want to play devil's advocate here, I like, I, my personal opinion is I like that they're going in theory, we'll see what happens in theory. They're going to raise the minimum wage. I like that. However, if I'm going to play devil's advocate, we're not worried. You know, you wouldn't be worried about McDonald's or Walmart or Target or whoever. These giant companies, they can pay $15 an hour. They'll be just fucking fine. An argument could be made is if you are a legitimate small business owner, that this is going to create problems. Um, Are they, you know, are maybe some jobs going to be eliminated because the wage is going to double possibly. I think that oh, there'll, will be a, there'll definitely be a recalibration, but I just think it's a matter of, you know, workers have been exploited for way too long, you know, and it's just people need to be able to live, man. You know, I, I will say, you know, if you don't raise it and put a mechanism in place so that, will also will ensure you that double your prices of everything overnight well there's that but more than that if you don't have a mechanism in place that will t- that will ensure that minimum wage rises over time with inflation you'll just end up in the same situation yeah, right. years down the road like with and, the metro yeah the metro is a great example you know it was the it, it, you know, they didn't raise fares for years and years and years. And then suddenly you get hit with like 20% wage or uh, fare Increase. increases every year for several years. And people are like, what the hell? And, you know, and justifiably so. Never mind the fact that Metro riders are still paying less than any other commuter rail in the country. Well, and that's the problem, though, is it's just, you know, stuff is going to go up. But that, and this is just an overall just a problem with, you know, shit in general is everything costs of everything go up. But that means that wages need to go up, too. Right. But capitalism. So, nah, fuck these guys. I don't really give a shit if they have to be on food stamps and shit to live. I still have my yacht and my nice shit. So I don't really give a fuck, you know? 
And it's, yeah, I think it's just, it's gone on too long. And if the Democrats want to stay in power, you got to start acting like you're the fucking party of the working man. Like you've been saying you have been, you know, time to, you know, prove that shit. Well, and this whole idea, you know, the corporations have done a great job of convincing idiots that you just can't pay people more. You just can't. It'll destroy the company. There'll be no profit. Uh, It's hilarious because, you know, for some reason, corporations were able to pay someone 50 grand a year to do a job 30 years ago. But now they pay someone 50 grand a year to do that same job while they're making considerably more money, but they can't pay them more. Nah. That line doesn't hold up. Well, exactly. But people buy into it. I don't know why, but they do. And it is just, uh, uh, yeah, it's just, whenever I see somebody like, oh, but, but McDonald's, what will McDonald's do? It's like, that's, you're fucking pathetic, man. When like, McDonald's will be fine. Know, when someone's working two jobs and they're working 60 hours a week and they can barely, they're like barely not homeless, something is broken. Yep, exactly. Well, and it's like, I, I don't know, I, I actually saw this uh, on social media somewhere. I think it was last year. I was just somebody that was like, I don't know how to tell you that you you should care about other people. And maybe not like a massive extent, but you should care that there's people who are working two, hour, uh, two jobs, uh, you know, an absurd amount of hours per week and are still you know, below the poverty line. That's like, and if you want to look at it from a purely, you know, selfish point of view, that's a person who's going to have to be on, maybe they have to be on food stamps. Maybe they do need government aid. And if you want to be a dickhead about it, it's like, well, that's my tax dollars. So, okay, well, I want that person to be able to pay for what they need to be able to pay for. So, hey, corporation that you work for, step the fuck up and pay your employees what they're fucking worth. When people, the, the, the problem of course is that if you, even if you appeal to people's, uh, you know, sense of good, if there is any in the world, there really isn't, um, even if you appeal to that, they say, you know, the, the, at the end, the solution is you need to tax the rich more. Mm -hmm. There's, there's no other way around it and the people get this mental block that taxing the rich means taxing them yeah no it's like that's not i think there was a a, under biden's plan he's like anybody over 400 that makes over 100 what was it four hundred thousand in a year their taxes would go up and it's like you see all these people complaining and it's like dude that's not you nor is it ever going to be you Right. And the thing about it is if you're making 400 grand a year, let's just say for the sake of argument, you're making 400 grand a year for 10 years. You're rich. You're not filthy rich. You're not ro- you're not jumping into your vault of gold coins, but you're rich. You know, you're doing pretty fucking well. And if they raise your taxes a little bit, you're not going to be suddenly living out of a cardboard box. Exactly. Right. But yeah, people just have this taxes going up. Like, I I don't, I don't really get it, but 
and we, you know, who likes paying taxes? I don't like paying taxes, but it's, you know, yeah, but you I have want, to like, do it. Right. I want and, there to be roads for me to drive on and stuff and like government and, and, programs should the worst happen, you know? It, yeah. And, and the thing is you have to pay taxes. Everyone has to pay taxes. The problem. So would you rather you pay an outsized portion of taxes versus someone who is insanely wealthy, or would you rather pay something more fair? You know, and the, the thing people need to remember, the reason these motherfuckers are so rich is because they take advantage of us. You know, and, and they're, they, they live in a country where, you know, the system is set up for them. So, that, you know, from that perspective, they should pay more for what they've gotten. Um, I do think there is a point that, you know, and, and this is where you need politicians to do good work is, you know, you can't just tax the ever living shit out of them because they will move. Right. But they're not, but you can be taxing them more. Yes. You know, you, you absolutely, if you increase, you know, Jeff Bezos's uh, taxes, 10%, for example, he's going to stop and yell and this and that. But at the end of the day, there's 300 million people in the United States who want to spend money on shit. Amazon's not going anywhere. Nope. Well, and the reality is, is a company like Amazon has to be based out of the United States to function. They can't, they can't be based out of you know, whatever tax haven you want to be in Ireland or something and function the way they do right now. It's just not possible. They have to be here. You know, could, could like Microsoft theoretically move their operations to another country? I mean, yeah, probably. Are they going to? I don't think so. Right. Uh, and, and there's another thing. Why, what are we doing to what are we doing to deal with companies offshoring profits to other countries? Nothing, really. We the only thing we did was we said, "Oh, well, if you bring your profits back on shore, we, we won't tax them." Oh, oh, okay, but what about the future? <laughs> like. No, what I wanted to say was uh, Amazon. Um, who was it? It was New York that they were like trying to court for. Um, they wanted to build something new up there, and they wanted all these tax breaks and shit. And New York was basically like, "Yeah, no, we're not doing that." And then some time passed, and Amazon ended up building there anyway because they need to. So it's right. like you can push back against them. They're not this. You know, it's it's a company and they should be paying fucking taxes and they can't come in and be like, well, we don't want to we don't want to pay anything. We don't want to pay any taxes. The the reality is if Amazon wants to do two day or one day shipping on everything that's on their website. They need warehouses and they need them all over the place. And they don't need tax breaks to do that. They're going to build warehouses all over the country if they want to do what they say they're going to do without it costing them obscene amounts of money shipping things overnight across the country right right 
So they have to do it or they have to change their business model. Which they're not going to do. Yeah. And interestingly, um, this is kind of pedantic and, and a little outside of your point, but there, I watched a video either yesterday or the day before on Amazon's logistics operation that was really interesting because Amazon's premise is two-day shipping, not overnight. So from that perspective, it actually like their operation is so much different than UPS and FedEx because they have like another day, which in the world of logistics is like an eternity. So their setup is very different. Um, I'd recommend looking it up. It was on Wendover Productions. Um, but you're right. right. They do have some stuff, though, that they will say like a one day prime shipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's if if it's literally in your neighbor, like the warehouse is close to you. They, they can, can get, get it to you very quickly. Right. But even then, like they, they always say you got to have at least a $35 order or something like that. Or you have to have it ordered by a certain time of day. Right. So, you know, but to your point, Alex, you know, you can't, you can't make that money if you don't, if you're not based in the United States, you can't, you know, it's impossible. And there's still, you know, even though China is, you know, the, the biggest emerging market, um, and they are, China is doing things to try to build up its middle class. You know, the United States still has just so much money for companies to take away from you. Um, you know, even our, you know, our middle class, which has had wages suppressed, still has a lot of money. So they're not going anywhere, guys. They're not, you know, you, the tech companies are the ones you have to worry about, but people still like to consume. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think, you know, if we want to talk about another part of the Biden plan, as it were, they've already, to me, dealt themselves a PR blow that was completely needless and full on stupid, and that they've been saying forever, $2,000 checks, $2,000 checks, we'll win this race, if we win these two races, in Georgia, $2,000 checks, guys. We're going to do it. I promise. Oh, but, but you know, you already got 600 so... But since the other one said $600, we are going to do 1400 That's what we really meant. No bullshit. Yep. People expected 2000 And the idea that, oh, because we did $600, we are just making it right. No, no, no. There's been like six months where the government did absolutely nothing. The the least, I mean, I guess the least they could do is nothing. But the next least amount of things they could do is two thousand. This oh, for, was such an easy win. Solid months, they did nothing. But no, I agree with you completely, Alex. It's like why so we can give massive tax breaks to these corporations and rich people, but the people who've been fucking struggling all year, we're gonna get like dollars and cents about it. Go fuck yourself. This Go is fuck the Democrat, off. This is what I mean. This is the this is my deep frustration with the Democratic Party. They just can't get out of their own way. Nope. 
And by the way, we don't even know that they're going to do $1,400 checks. We just assume they will. Right. Who knows? That doesn't mean that's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, it's, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. I mean, you they got to come in strong and be like, yes, you know, we maybe we stumbled a bit, but we are the party of the working class. We're going to get people help, the help that they need. Not this, like, hemi hawy like, bullshit. But we'll if see. If they come out, hope. And, and doing it month to month, too, to me, is just flat out stupid and doesn't give people any hope. Because every month, then, you have to hope Congress comes together and does something. Yeah. To me, they should just say, we're going to do $2,000 checks for pick a number six months and right. in six months we're going to see how people are doing where the pandemic is at how the economy is and maybe we'll do it again maybe we won't but at least people be able to say okay for six months i'm gonna be i okay. have something to get me by something tangible something that i can yeah well i i, I don't know alex i don't it's just either they're so fucking out of touch or it's just like they're just fucking stupid, or it's like, oh well, AOC said it, so we're not gonna fucking like, oh, and Bernie, Bernie's all over that. We we gotta, we can't do that. I, I yeah. Bernie and AOC are the only ones I consistently hear from, and yeah, do they get more press than a lot of members of the Senate or the House? Sure, they do. Especially AOC gets way more press than the vast majority of the members of the House. Well, I will but... say though, she's out there and she's talking about the issues. And people are terrified of her. Yeah, well, what I'm what I'm saying is, when I listen to those two, I hear people who are speaking bare bones, basic logic to me. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not yep. hearing any crazy horse shit. And you know, if you, one thing you got to give to Bernie Sanders is this guy has had the same platform for God knows how many years before I was probably even born. Oh yeah. You know? So he's been consistent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, it's frustrating because I would like to think that lunatics invading the Capitol would be the wake up call to our politicians that something needs to change, but it's been more of the same and it'll probably continue to be more of the same. And I guess we'll just hope and pray that there isn't a civil war. Well, and Alex, I genuinely don't, either they're in denial about how close some of them got to being fucking killed, and I, I can't blame them for that, it's not something you would want to think about, but it's just like, you gotta do something for people, and you're never gonna, there's a certain population you're never gonna be able to reach, you know, yeah. they're just, they're just gone, and that's just, it is what it is, you know, but... Well, you but you'd like something. to weed, you'd like to weed off their numbers... And the best way to do that, and God knows I bang this drum on this podcast, I bang this drum every single time I talk to Bob. This isn't some great revelation, but the way you cut down support for lunacy and for conspiracy theories and all that, because the media isn't going to be able to do it. They don't trust the media. It doesn't matter what the source is. It could be CNN. It could be MSNBC. It could be the AP. It could be Reuters. It could be fucking anybody. They don't trust the media. So right. the best way to make these people, if you want to use a word, complacent, 
is to improve their everyday life mm -hmm. to help them to make things better because you're not going to tear the capital down if you're comfy no no that's true though i do think there are just a, a number of people out there who are just unreachable well there, there, there are, are some folks, people who are just idiots yeah and there are folks there. out there who want another civil war you know yeah They've got like I think it's a. I, I think like it. all things, it's a very oh, sure. tiny minority. It's it's not the majority for sure, but they're still out there. And if you're giving people the folks who are kind of maybe don't buy in all the way, those are the people that you need to that you need to reach. Because there's some folks you're just not going to be able to reach. Yeah, but there, there's things you can do. You know, if you suddenly did nationalized healthcare. Or you were doing two thousand dollar checks, really, from the beginning of that pan pandemic. Or if you went back and you said, "Hey, we fucked you guys for X amount of months and gave you no help. Well, we forced you to shut down your businesses and the economy. You know, we're going to go back and we're going to try to make it good. Here's ten thousand dollars. You know, whatever makeup number. Right. If you help. did some things to help people and to make things better." you know, you could, you could slow down all the unrest. I agree. And it's not, and it, you know, I understand the conservative viewpoint. It's not fair to tell me, Hey, I'm going to shut down your business. You are not allowed to be open. You being open is a danger. So I'm going to shut you down. But at the same time, I'm not going to provide you with any sort of support. That's bullshit. It is. I agree. Well, and the whole and what it all comes down to is that there was no plan. There was no national assistance at all. It was just, oh well, we'll ignore it and it'll go away. And it's just it it's flabbergasting, really, because it's it's just, you know, you when he was elected and you're like something bad something bad happens in everybody's presidency you know whether it's katrina whether it's you know there's always going to be a thing right that you're going to have to deal with that's going to affect a lot of people and you know maybe it won't be you know as bad as some others but this this was the event and they just completely shit the bed and it's just like astonishing and it's going to shit's going to be fucked for a really long time because of it. Well, and it's funny bring up Trump specifically and one, you know, a lot of these loony people, they cannot accept that first off, every president is heavily criticized. Everyone, right. it's a thankless job. Right. You're not living in a fucking utopia. No. Something's always going to be wrong. So, Trump's been heavily criticized. Obama was heavily criticized. Obama wore a tan suit and people lost their fucking minds. Do you remember that? I, I, I always say, yes, I always say this. I used to watch The Daily Show with Jon Stewart every day. For years, I watched this show every day. And do you know what he did every day? He got on there and he bagged on Obama every fucking day. This is, is there more of a left news source than Jon Stewart? You know, so 
I mean, these are not, it's a thankless job. You can never make everyone happy. Someone's going to be mad with you. And generally it's about half the country that's upset with you. So you just can't win. And that's reality. And the idea that Trump has been unfairly criticized, it's fucking ridiculous. And I completely agree for me personally. I don't know if you remember this, Erica. I remember it vividly. The night of the election four years ago, I was bowling. So I wasn't really paying that close attention to the results as they were coming in. And then I stopped bowling, went over, I looked at the TV and I looked at my phone and I went, holy shit, is Trump going to win this election? And because I think, you know, a lot of people just assumed based on the polling and everything that Hillary was a shoe in. And I was one of those people. And so I called you after I left the bowling alley. Oh, did I was we talk in... that night? I, yes. Alex, I do not remember. I must have okay. been either in crazy shock or I was already like yes. very I fucked up. I called you that night because <laughs> I was in disbelief and I hadn't been following it. So we talked and I, you know, apparently you've for completely blocked this night out of your memory. To be fair, but... Alex, I ended the evening. I was in the shower with a, uh, uh, I had a thing of whiskey. I had a thing of, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh rum chata. I had a spliff and I had just cold water pouring down on me. and just staring into the middle distance. Bob actually had to come in and he was like, uh, um, do, do we need to call the suicide hotline, honey? You're right there, buddy. <laughs> so it's entirely possible that I just, I, I know I talk to a lot of people at night. because a fair amount of my uh, 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 friends called as well. And we were all attempting to talk each other down. But yeah, I have no recollection of us talking. So Well, it, it's just funny because, you know, there's this idea out there that no one ever gave Trump a chance. And I remember talking to you that night and I talked to other people because everyone was in disbelief that a reality TV star who has run 5 trillion failed businesses is now the president of the United States. And I said to everyone, you know, look, the night of his election, after Hillary conceded, he went out there, he gave a nice speech. It was fine. There was nothing wrong with it. It was devoid of his usual rhetoric, the usual lunacy. And I thought, okay, maybe... Now that the election's over, we'll stop the, you know, the yes, politicking. Right. We'll stop all the divisive rhetoric that he's been using to get elected. Because a lot of people do things to get elected that they stop once they've actually been elected. This has been happening in American that. politics yes. forever. So I thought maybe he'll stop. Maybe he'll do the thing now where every president tries to appear moderate after they've been elected. And obviously, we know how it went. <laughs> he didn't do that. No, no, he did not. Uh, he didn't. And, yeah, and so it's just you know, I, I, I came into it with an open mind. It's like let's wait for the guy to fuck up before we call him a fuck, right? And we know how it went. He's a fuck up. Yes. So, can we talk about how funny it is that they kicked him off Twitter though? It's way okay, too there late. There is actually a great discussion to be had about that. Yes, I did <laughs> want to talk about that with you because I know we've talked about some of that in the past. But um, yeah, I do think that's a that's an interesting conversation that that we can have. Um, Go ahead and give me your perspective. Well, I think first of all, it was like when, uh, it happened with Alex Jones. It's too little, too late. 
you've basically you've you had your your terms of service. He's violated them basically since he's been on the platform. Mm-hmm. But he brought a lot of eyes to your platform, so you didn't want to fuck with them. Yep. Okay. Oh, fine. and we've seen that the market values of Twitter and Facebook have really dropped significantly. Right, right, and, and that's why they never did it before. Money. It's because it's all that matters is money. That's all that right. matters to them. They do not give a shit about anything else. Free speech, this, that, doesn't matter. No. So this should have happened well before he got in uh, uh, the uh, 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 politics and shit. But now, and it was the right thing to do because he is inciting violence. And but and that needs to be stopped. But you've lionized him at this point. Yep. So, you know, again, I still think it was the right thing to do. Uh, and I think it was hilarious that he was trying to jump onto other people's profiles and use them. Um, yeah, funny. But, you know, whatever moderate amusement I got out of that doesn't ultimately... It's like you guys did irreparable damage to to everything. You know? Like, everything. And they're not going to see any kind of consequences for that. Yeah, And that's infuriating. There's so many things to talk about um, when it comes to this subject. You know, first, Twitter gets no brownie points. No, you, not at all. To me, what should have happened is, obviously, he was already breaking the Twitter terms of service before he got elected. So what they should have done is, when he got elected, they should have sent a message to him through his account and said, these are our terms of service. We don't care if you're the president or not. If you break them, you will be suspended and we will follow that up with bans if we have to. And they should have said that day one and they didn't, they let him get away with everything, you know, inciting violence, all the racist rhetoric, all the lying, you know, just make up, just go down the fucking list. And, you know, that in large part led to what has happened now. Um, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they all have their fault. I think, I think Facebook is actually probably the worst offender followed up by Twitter, followed up by YouTube. Those are probably, that would probably be my order of blame. I would agree with that. Um, in terms of making people really dumb. Uh, well, you've allowed I them to be radicalized is basically yeah. what's happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, you know, the thing is, I understand what all the business models are and the business models are engagement and you can see how it all works. It's very easy. If you go onto YouTube and you start searching for any sort of topic and watch even one video about something, your recommendations are going to start to get littered about that topic. So yep. if you go on there and you look for videos of cute animals, all your recommendations are going to be cute animals. If you go cute on there and you start, you yep. start watching Ben Shapiro, all your recommendations are going to be Ben Shapiro. If you go on there and you start looking for dudes and thongs, all your recommendations are going to be dudes and thongs. So... <laughs> It just, it is what it is. That's the business. I understand what it is, but I'd like for them to moderate their platform. That's just it. 
moderation costs money. And we we can't so we can't we can't spend money on our business to no. you know, ensure that you know wrong information isn't disseminated on our platform. We can't have that. Yeah. So no, no, no brownie points are given, and you've destroyed democracy. So nice job, excellent job, guys. Yeah, it is way too late. Uh... I hope this means that going forward, they're going to be more strict. I'm not going to get my hopes up. I was going to say, I'm not holding my breath on that. I wish there was some accountability for politicians saying things that they know are flat out false. Um, But there isn't, you know, the accountability is supposed to be elections and primaries, but we know how that goes. But when you have, so much of the electorate is suppressed. It's just like that's that's just people say that and it's bullshit. Well, you have you have a lot of blind devotion. Yeah, you know, which I, I don't, don't understand at all. I don't understand how Donald Trump, owner of a gold-plated bathroom, is the populist leader of the fucking crazy people. You know, like I he just doesn't don't. care about you at all. No, like, not at all. That's not what I really don't get. Like, I'm going to lead you guys down the street. We're going to march on the Capitol from my couch. I'll be on the couch watching guys, but I'll be there. I'm leading you there. It's basically what like, uh, like Ted Cruz did. It was, you're at this rally. You're making very incendiary comments. And then when you almost get all of your coworkers killed, it's like, well, I didn't do anything. What are you talking about? Uh, no. Hey. I'm not gonna what? No, I didn't do anything. <laughs> God, I hate that fucker. Well, and you're even seeing the divisions within the GOP, and you could see them before, you know, to Emperor Palpatine Mitch McConnell's credit, he knew <laughs> this was going in a bad direction. Before the riots happened at the Capitol that day, that afternoon, before that all popped off, he got up there and he said, the election was not stolen. There's Donald, you know, President Trump has had his day in court. I supported him to have his day in court. All the, all the lawsuits have gone nowhere. It's, there's been no proof otherwise. And I, you know, I would please urge my colleagues not to object to these uh, certifications of the electors. And then this how many people a waste of time. Right. And it was going to be like, I think it was going to be like 14. And then after the riots happened, some people decided to not object anymore. Because I guess they had a crisis of, crisis of conscience or something. Um, whatever the reason is, some people did change their mind after the riots. But... Well, yeah, almost dying. When it's like, oh shit, this is serious. My words have, you know, some weight for whatever reason. Yeah, Ted Cruz should just like, I don't know. Well, and there there was some good stuff after the riots, after Congress reconvened. You know, um, Josh Hawley got up there and doubled down and still said all his crazy bullshit. And Fuck right it, behind man. him is Mitt Romney. Oh, with the face. a hole. Yeah. Through his skull. He I think if you gave Mitt a fucking gun, he would have shot him in that moment. He was pissed. 
Not that Rin Namni is some bastion of humanity, but... Oh, no, fuck that guy. He's closer to, you know, not a complete lunatic than some of these people are. And he even got up after it all happened. He was like, we have responsibility for this. We could just tell people the truth that the election wasn't stolen. It was legitimate. And Joe Biden is going to be the president, whether we like it or not. You know, but it is what it is. I don't know what to say about these people. They're off the rails. They're in, they're in Looney, they're in Looney Tunesville. You know, what is there to say? Well, and it's just, you know what? Shit happens on a near, I'd say probably maybe not daily, but weekly basis where it's like, oh, well, I'd rather that be like the opposite. But you know what? I'm an adult. I'm not a five-year-old. So it's like, oh, okay. Like I didn't, after you know Trump got elected, I didn't fucking take to the streets with like a gun and beat the shit out of a cop, you know, because I was pissed off that my candidate lost. They, you didn't? Death. I didn't. They That's beat one to, to death. These are supposed to be your people. Blue lives matter. Yeah, and then let's just yeah, yeah, yeah. Not that guy though. Well, he doesn't. He's his life doesn't matter. He's yeah. It's just well, one we've completely destroyed whatever. No one can just agree on objective fact. There no. are no objective facts anymore. Everything's just insane. So it's yeah. Well, that's the problem. You you know you pres- you see things presented to people, and it could be about anything. It could be about the color of the sky. It could be about the national debt. It could be about wages and inflation. It could be about any subject you want. And it doesn't matter how cut and dry it is. It's like the conspiracy theory wing of the Republican Party. Yep. And there's no truth or facts anymore. What are facts? This alter- The alternative facts thing... It's crazy how much it took off. Like, oh, yeah, that's not true. They're lying. They're trying to mislead you. The sky's not blue. It's turquoise. (laughs) Wait, hold on. What? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't get it. And it's just. Well, you know what it was? It was. A big part, well, and we, we've seen it, right? Because you're not poor if you're able to fly to DC, DC, stay there for several days. You know, guns aren't cheap. Guns are expensive. This it's, it's not economic anxiety, folks. It's rich fuckers who are like, got way too much time on their hands to be like surfing the fucking QAnon websites that are like, well, they're going to take my shit away. I'm a rich white person. What's going to happen to me? Yeah, again, you know, a lot of this too, I feel like we're always having the same conversations, but what else is there to talk about with the world being what it is? But, but so much, it's just, it's, it's so much has happened, you know, I'll, I'll, that it's just like, how do you not talk about it? Yeah, and a lot of people... And this is, to me, the base starting point problem is so many people are just getting 
terrible educations, you know, yep, for sure. I know. And, and this is the, something that a lot of people don't understand is, you know, I grew up in a nice affluent area and my high school, my middle school, whatever were very good. You know, my, my high school was like college level courses essentially but a lot of people don't have that experience. You know, if you oh. grow up in the inner city of Chicago, you're not getting a good education, chances are. And Depends on where you live. If you're on the south side, no. If you're on the north side where they're putting the money in, yeah, you'll be fine. But, and that's not, you know, that happens in a lot of places. Yeah. And I don't know really what else to say about it. You just... Well, I understand take the money away from education because we, you know, you got to put it towards other shit. And this is what happens. People are stupid and don't know how to think critically. And the first thing that they see online, well, it's online. It has to be true. Everybody's talking about this. Everybody in my circle says this is true. So it's got to be true. It's and I could be, and the, and the thing is for me is I could be talking to someone who I generally agree on most things. And if they say something that sounds like crazy nonsense, I'm going to go, I don't know about that one. Let me look that up, you know, right. <laughs> like, right. and a lot of people don't, source. yeah. And a lot of people don't have that mindset. Um, and, and then the other problem is, as you say, reputable source, well, right. what is when you're down source? the conspiracy theory rabbit hole, there are no, there are no reputable sources. Right. So I think the thing that is important to remember about the Supreme Court is that generally they vote, they do vote along with the Republican Party on policy. But when it comes to things like presidential power, the, they don't vote on party lines there generally because usually uh whatever party's trying to challenge it is trying to take more presidential power and the court has usually voted against that you know with the wing nuts that they put in place you do have to worry about that still but i think i think there's reason to be hopeful that the supreme court will not do anything to expand presidential power to a point where you know it can't be it, it, it's out of check i i have a theory that bob has already heard but erica i will give you my conspiracy theory Later. what i believe is going to happen with this impeachment and the hearings and all that I think the Republicans are going to try to find the 17 votes they need, either from people who don't have to worry about an election anytime soon or are retiring at the end of their term, you know, like someone like a Mitch McConnell, if he decides he doesn't want to deal with this bullshit anymore from Trump, he can vote against him because one, he just won elections, so he's good for six years. And right. two, 
he's in a pretty safe seat even if and he might be done anyway maybe he retires at the end of this one because he's getting pretty far up there um so i think what's going to happen is they're going to try to find the 17 votes exactly that they need and then when it comes to the part where you disqualify him from office again they're going to sit back and let the democrats do it and they're going to go look we removed him because he did something bad and he incited violence and he needed to be punished for what happened however we didn't want to bar him from office again you crazy fuckers we wanted him to run again in four years but the damn socialist fucking democrats didn't want to let him run again fuck them vote them out i, I think mean, that's it's possible but at the same time because one I, I think they they still think they can fundraise off of him um but if he having him around is just gonna fuck up your steez even more so i i don't know I don't know. I would honestly, whatever happens, I won't be surprised because I honestly have absolutely no fucking clue what's going to happen. No, I agree with that. I, I think you're not going to get, you know, your Ted Cruz's or your Josh Howley's to vote him out, but no, you may all. be able to get them behind the scenes to go to other senators and say, hey, look, maybe we should think about voting them out because they know in four years... There's no fucking way they're beating this dude in primaries. It's not happening. He's going to be the candidate. He'll win easily. So if they want to be president, they have to find a way to get rid of him. Well, Ted Cruz is never going to be president. He just needs but to be. But he wants that. to be. But he oh, wants very badly. Be. Very badly, Alex. And it's tasty. And that so if you want to be, to be president, you need to get rid of obstacles. Truth. Very true. That's my conspiracy theory of the next month or however long this bullshit takes. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not uh, super sure what's going to happen with it. So, because, and it's weird that it'll take, you know, that they're going to draw it out for as long as they can. But it's just kind of like, he's already out of office how are you going to remove him from office if he's already out of office? It's very weird. And th and that's where I think you might get into trouble with the Supreme Court because there's nothing in the Constitution about removing someone who's already gone and then barring him from office again when he's already gone. You know, like right. to get to it the... It doesn't make a lot of sense. If you, if you read the actual language in the Constitution, to get to the part where you bar him from office again you first have to remove him. And so the yeah. argument might be in front of the Supreme Court, they didn't, you know, how he's already gone. How did you remove a guy who's already gone? So therefore, how can you bar him from office when step two never happened? Exactly. So I don't know. Because I, I wouldn't think you would want him around because he's going to split your votes, you know? Especially if he doesn't get the nomination, he'll just run independently. Unless well, he dies. One, he would get the nomination and two he yeah he's not going to split the votes if he runs he's not going to split the votes because they're going to back up behind him just like they did for the last four years 
So I think that's why, to me, the better strategy would be barring him from public office, or we can come along and hope that he's convicted of a felony somewhere so he can't run again. So maybe New York That'd will take nice. uh, all their, uh, just solve it for them. Because you know that uh, uh, Attorney that General nice. is just like, hey, motherfucker, I've been waiting for you. We just have to hope he has something that they can actually nail him on. Because I just, and this is the problem, you know, as most ultra liberals are, I have no faith in the system. So we'll mm-hmm. have to see what happens. Yeah, we do. It'll be interesting to uh, to see how it all plays out. Hey, on a slightly lighter note, we can go back to whatever if you guys have more. But on a lighter note, I have been on a mission from God to play as many single player games as I possibly can. I have. Oh, beaten... that's what we can talk about. Um, no, go ahead, Alex. What have you beaten? Oh, in the past, like. Six months, easily. I have beaten Yakuza 0, Yakuza Kiwami 1 and 2, Control, Code Vein, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I feel like I'm missing something. Hmm. Well, go ahead, Erica. Talk about what you want. I feel like I'm missing something. Oh, no, I was just going to say I started playing Control. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm very much digging it. It's, it's got cool. a great atmosphere, right? Very much so. Yeah, very... Uh, uh, it reminds me, and I know it's the same studio, so it makes sense that it would remind me of Alan Wake, but um, yeah, very, very much that same vibe, and I'm, I'm digging the hell out of it so far. Um, I'm not super far in. I think mm-hmm. uh, I'm only a couple hours, because I've only had a couple opportunities to play, but I am thoroughly enjoying myself. Oh, I played Resident uh... Evil 2 Remake. That's what I also played. Ooh, how was that? It was good. I really enjoyed it. It gets a little long in the tooth if you do two playthroughs because, you know, I don't know if you remember the way Resident Evil 2 was set up, but you do, like, you know, either Leon A or Claire A, and then you do either Leon B or Claire B. Yeah, I remember that. If you... You know, so each one, like, some items are in different places. Um, If you do, it's only on the B playthroughs where you get the actual real final boss. Um, Each, Leon and Claire each have their own specific boss fights that happen, like where they might fight Mr. X, what versions of him they fight sort of thing. Uh, Yeah, I remember that. So by the time, you know, I did like Leon A and then I did Claire B, although apparently the other way around is the canon storyline if you do Claire A and then Leon B. But, um, gotcha. it, you know, by the time you go through Claire B, you're really over it, even though these are not particularly long playthroughs, like they're maybe like six to eight hours, but you're pretty over Still. it because it's, it's pretty much the same thing twice. Like there's not that much variation and I understand that's how the game originally was. Um, I just wish, you know, maybe they would have done some stuff where, like, because Leon does something, a door is open for Claire, but then there's another one that's not open for Leon that Claire has to open up, you know, like, maybe stuff like that, just to make it seem like, hey, 
because the theory in theory they're both operating in the mansion not the mansion the police station at the same time but they're just not mm-hmm. coming across each other right right so i think right. that would be kind of neat if it was like they're doing things to help each other coincidentally um, yeah, but I, I like I, I liked every you know I I think it's weird because I I like the slight redesign or update whatever you want to call it on like Leon Ada Mister X looks really cool you know like they have a lot of stuff that looks really cool but then Claire for some reason looks like she was made by some dork in his basement making like a bad porn game or something like it just looks weird like she just looks wacky and it's very strange because if you go look at what jill looks like in resident evil 3 and the way they updated her the resident evil 3 remake she looks incredible like her design is really good so i don't know what really happened with claire's face it looks pretty wacky in the remake to me but it's a fun game. You know, I give it like a, you know, like an 8.5, something like that. Like, it's a fun game. I mean, it's a Resident Evil game. You know, they're going to be enjoyable. Yeah. It's a good time. Now, did you see? Now, oh, well, just real quick, Bob. Did you see for this Resident Evil Village game that's coming out soon? Um, there is a giant woman of some sort. And people are thinking maybe this is the Mr. X of this game who will like, stalk you through doorways and stuff like that you know um she looks like she's like she looks like she's like seven feet tall (laughs) glorious bob (laughs) i what what i wanted to to ask here is um you know you gave that an 8.5 uh-huh here we go where does where does that scale start though for you? Mm-hmm. You know, you would maybe, like some does, examples of some other video games. Yeah, I would like some examples of like other eights. Well, and what nines. are what are um, what am I going to be able to compare it to, Bob? Because you really don't play video games. <laughs> like, what would I be able to compare it to that you would be able to relate to? You know. <laughs> let me put okay. Let me put it to you like this: Resident or. Uh, Mass Effect 1 and 2 are tens. They're not perfect games. They're not flawless. But on my rating scale, you don't need to be a fucking flawless game. I love those games. They're tens. Mass Effect 3? It's like a seven. It's much worse than the other two. Um, I just played <laughs> Code Vein. You have no point of reference on this because you haven't played it. Code Vein is like a six. It's not particularly good. A control is like a you know like a seven fallen orders like a 7.5 um horizon zero dawn that's a 10 that's a 10 um i can't think of what would be an eight that you would have played what games have you played bob tony hawk <laughs> i have i have not played tony hawk remake see this is the problem erica there's no point of reference Oh, it's I also hard. I forgot yeah. to mention on my list, Final Fantasy VII Remake. I enjoyed that very much as well. I played that through. Uh, I give that, I give that like an eight, maybe eight or nine. It was good. It was good. So, Alex, think, is it more? It's it's more the enjoyment that you get out of it, more than anything. Well, just my ratings. overall, 
Yeah, it just it's not a it's not an objective rating. Like, look, I, I gave this example the other day, the Mortal Kombat movie. If I'm writing a review for a website and I'm giving an objective opinion, the Mortal Kombat movies like a two. It's fucking terrible. However, for my personal enjoyment, <laughs> it's like a nine, you know? Apparently, there is another one coming out in like April. Yes, straight to it'll HBO, be on Max. HBO Max. And it does not I look saw good. this and I was like, how did I not hear about this at all? Am I that out of tune with just everything? Oh, another one. Yakuza 0 is a 10. You should have played Yakuza play 0 this. before anything else, Erica. It's spectacular. Yeah, you know, I was just kind of poking around, and I had downloaded... Um, I tried Fable Anniversary, but I think it the load times were destroying me. Um, so I was like, I can't... I, 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 you know, maybe I'll come back to it at some point. So then I was just kind of fucking around. I'm like, okay, what else? What else? Oh, Alex mentioned Control. Let me, like, throw that on and give that a try because I had enjoyed Alan Wake uh, very much. And, uh, uh, yeah, like I said, I'm uh, very much enjoying it. Streets of Rage 4 is another thing I played. I give that a 9. Excellent. I've heard that's very good. Yes. Yes. Streets of Rage 2, 10. I'm a fair It's grader. so hard with that kind of stuff because it is just so subjective, you know? Yeah. I'm not giving objective reviews. I've I could Why sit not? there. I gave Dong an objective review because he was furious with my I think I gave like Fallen Order a seven or something or a seven point five. He's furious with me. But I gave him the objective review. I broke down what I liked, I broke down what I didn't like, and at the end of my half hour rant. He was like, I agree with your rating. It's not what I would have rated it, but I understand where you're coming from. Well, because and I my think methodology the is, is flawless, Erica, and I'm a genius. <laughs> I think the problem is people are so used to the IGN scale that anything lower than... Where everything like, starts anything in a six. Everything starts in right, a six exactly. on IGN. Six exactly. is like zero. So if you say something's a seven, people are like, oh, what, you, you didn't like the game? Like, But it was great. And it's like, well, no, it's... It was fine, but it's not, you know, great. It's it's just fine, you know? And that's the problem. And God forbid, you know, if somebody disagrees with somebody even slightly, then we have to, you know, go fucking oh, this, ballistic That's a problem. That, that's a huge problem. <laughs> so you guys have never played um, Dark Souls, right? Dark Souls 1? Uh, I haven't played Dark Souls 1. I have played Dark Souls 3. Okay. So, actually, this area exists in Dark Souls 3 as well, I, I believe. And, or, and Orlando. It's like it's like all the yes. gothic architecture. You're walking around on a bunch of, like, very slender platforms while enemies try well, to kill you. Well, isn't that where... That's where, like, uh, uh, Gwen and, like, his kids... It's like the, the Castle of the Gods, isn't it? Kind of... Am I thinking of the right I thing? can't remember because I can't really picture Dark Souls 3 that much in my mind right now. But I bring it up because I'm playing through Code Vein, and Code Vein is essentially knockoff Dark Souls, but with giant anime boobs. That would be the summary of the game. And it's not a particularly great game. It's okay. It's not like 
you're not going to be mad you played it, except for one part. I'm playing through the game, and there's a lot of, you know, references or homages, I suppose you could say, to other boss fights or other areas in Dark Souls games, because it's like a love letter to Dark Souls, essentially. But mm -hmm. you get to this area that is legitimately like they ripped and Orlando right out of fucking Dark Souls, but they made it a thousand times worse. So oh, I'm playing through this game and I'm honestly like, I'm enjoying it. It's fine. I'm in like, you know, I'm feeling like it's a seven game. It's okay. I'm not like, you know, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but it's fine. I'm not mad I'm playing it. I get to this area and the level design is so unbelievably terrible that the two hours i spent in it made me want to die my character never died but i wanted to die it was the worst experience i've had on a video game in a very long time and Oof. if it isn't if it wasn't for my undying need to complete everything i started i would have stopped <laughs> so that dramatically reduced my enjoyment of the game. But when I got past that, I enjoyed the game again. And so, like, I ended up settling on a six. But it's, like, it's one of those things where I'm almost being favorable. Maybe the game's more like a five. Because it's like, oh, I'm enjoying the game. It's a seven. Oh, these two hours are a negative 500. Oh, I'm enjoying <laughs> the game some more. It's a seven. You know, so I, I settled on five or six. It's like playing through uh, Ocarina of Time and you hit the water temple and you just want to murder your entire family because it's so goddamn frustrating. It's like Even though playing... it is objectively a pretty, it's a, a solid game, but there's that one part where you're like, everything needs to just go away. Yeah, I, uh, I deeply hated that section. It was so bad. I can't even begin to describe to you. Like, one of the things for, you know, I know you guys really haven't played, like, dark souls that much uh, you played bloodborne though erica you know one of the things yes. about these souls games the from software games is they generally have amazing level design you know like yes you end up clearing through an area you unlock a shortcut to get some more faster you feel like you're accomplishing things and yes. you know do these games do some of these games have areas that make you want to die yeah, they have some yes. areas that are designed to be intensely punishing. But mm -hmm. generally, From Software is known for their spectacular level design. And it was well, and just it never like... Feels, it never feels unfair. Like, when you die in a Dark Souls or Bloodborne, you're like, okay, I, I yeah, I deserve to die there because I was, I was flying too close to the sun. I, I get it, but yeah. it never feels cheap when you die yeah i agree for the most part the, there are some bosses that are definitely like um purveyors of horseshit but <laughs> <laughs> but generally yes it's generally fair and you know you've made a mistake which has led to your demise uh yeah. but yeah to rip one of the iconic sections from dark souls and to recreate it in a version that couldn't possibly be any worse oh this was the best part so you know what? We could talk about this. All right. This has nothing right. to do with the level design, but you guys know how generally, especially when it comes to video games, because they're not going to spend time to make like 50 different character models. 
generally for men and women in anime, there are two body types each. So for the men, it's generally tall, fit dude, you know, like tall model looking guy and shorter or not even short necessarily, but more like wider bearish looking guy. Would you agree with that? Are there any other general anime body types? Not that I can think of off the top of my head. Now, for women in anime, there are also generally two body types. Would you like to take a guess what they are? <laughs> no, you know what, Alex? You, you enlighten us. You go ahead. Okay, thank you. <laughs> there is one, the vixen i suppose whatever height she is supposed to look like a woman ginormous boobs often looks like she like a woman (laughs) no i mean no you'll understand what i'm going in a second i know i know to look like a woman a grown woman i should say ginormous boobs completely unproportionate to her body that's generally the character the other one is the very childlike character who often has no chest at all and is always flirting the line of pedophilia, you know, like <laughs> is how old is she supposed to be? Is this a child? Is this a woman? We'll never know because we're some <laughs> Japanese perverts. So there's one of these types of characters in Dark Souls, or not in Dark Souls, in Code Vein. And all she is is like an equipment vendor. That's all your you have some interactions with her, but she doesn't like fight with you. She doesn't do anything. She's just an equipment vendor, but she's wearing like, for some reason, a bikini that's three sizes too small, the whole game. And they never throughout the entire game reference anyone's age because they're all vampires. Okay. Essentially they call them revenants, but they're essentially vampires and convenient. Never do they mention anybody's age not your character not any other characters nobody suddenly they reference that the girl wearing no clothing who manages your equipment is 16 years old there you and I go. go good job japan you motherfuckers <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't enough to make her look like a child You also had to age her like a child. Had to go there. Go Japan. Nice job, Japan. Thanks. And now you've made me complicit. (laughs) Yes. It was so (laughs) hilarious. I'm like, God damn it. I knew it. Because I'm sure as soon as you saw her, you were like, "Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're doing this, aren't we, Japan? The best is there's one point where something happens and her and another like NPC who just is a vendor are standing next to each other, like looking off in the distance and they do the side shot. And the other vendor is the opposite one. She has ginormous boobs. She's wearing no clothing. And at this one point in the seat in the game, they're just standing there looking out this side shot and they're both standing dead, still not moving a muscle. But the one with the ginormous boobs, for some reason, they're, like, vibrating as if they're in an earthquake. Just her boobs, not the rest of her body. Yeah. Oh, oh that's okay. how boobs work, Alex. Didn't you know that? Yes. Yes. They vibrate Amazing. at their own frequency. 
That's the way that works. <laughs> so this is Code Vein in a nutshell. It's everything you would expect from an anime game. Not particularly good. That's my review. <laughs> Very problematic game in the end. Good times. Control, though. Uh, Bob, Control's you... solid. I'm really... I am enjoying it. Um, I like... Uh, I like a good, well-thought-out uh, world. The world-building it, it is, is insane, and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'll probably play it through till the end. Like I said, I'm, I'm trying to actually play some games this year, because I feel like the only thing I touched last year was um, Animal Crossing, and that hardly counts as a game. Um, hmm. that's just kind of a, we're hanging out, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I enjoyed every minute I played of it, but I, I want to get a little bit more into my, uh, some other, some other stuff. Oh, you know what Bob and I have been playing lately with our friends. It's on game pass. It's called yeah. hot shot racing. And Good it's, stuff. uh, it's essentially like an old arcade racer. Uh, I don't really know what would be like a good comparison, but yeah, like the old arcade racers you would play like on a wheel and you would sit in the chair and all that. Um, it's pretty fun. You know, it's like nice, easy. You just, you're trying to drift you around really corners. You're trying to hit people off the road. It's just like light fun. But let me tell you something, Erica, your husband, he's often his own detriment. He doesn't even want to win half the time. He just wants to hit you. See, I accomplish both. I run people off the road while winning. He just wants to hit you. He Some men just want to watch the world burn. The world burn. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Erica, let me ask you a question. Because, again, your husband, I, I suppose to no one's shock, has a very bad opinion. What would be your rating of Batman Begins? <laughs> We're doing this. Uh, I thought Bob only wanted the podcast to go for like two hours today. <laughs> um, Batman Begins. I mean, I Bob and I had this. We chatted about this after uh, uh, you guys had this conversation because I, I was listening in a little bit before I went upstairs to read fan fiction until three o'clock in the morning, which is the only source of joy I have any longer. Um, uh, I would say Batman Begins for me is probably an 8 or a 9. I knew you were the intelligent one of the pair. <laughs> wow. Why, 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 where did Bob rate it? Did you give it a 7, Bob? I gave it a 7. That's because that I, I told him, I'm like, it's, it's one, it's a Batman movie. So, and two, it is a Christopher Nolan movie, and with, you know, whatever that means to anybody anymore, you know, I, I don't know. But at the time, the man was at the height of his powers, and he's making a fucking Batman movie. Um, I'm down to clown. You know, it's going to be at least an eight. Here's do... the thing. Oh, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I like uh, uh, The Dark Knight more. I would rate The Dark Knight higher than uh, Batman Begins. Mm -hmm. uh, but they're both amazing movies. They're both great movies. And here's the thing for me. I think there's two ways you have to rate the movie. One, of course, like all movies, you have to rate it 
How does it stand alone? How is it without any other knowledge of any other movie if you magically had no comparison points? But two, how does it compare to the other superhero origin movies? And when you, because again, something like The Dark Knight gets to go right away and be a million miles an hour the whole way through because of yes. all the groundwork that's laid by Batman Begins. Well, and, and usually superhero movies, the, the second one is always going to be the better one because generally. all the stupid origin story bullshit is out of the way. Actually, when you stop and start looking through like all the recent like Marvel stuff, um, because DC never really makes the second movie for the most part because they're all massive <laughs> failures, but... <laughs> and, and actually wonder woman 1984 as we talked about last time on this podcast was considerably worse than the first one hmm. correct um but when you i think and i kind of went through a list the other day of the superhero origin movies i think batman begins is the best of all of them dc marvel whoever so when you kind of look at it through that lens how could it be Unless we're saying all superhero origin movies are fucking terrible, how could it only be a seven, Bob? Well, one. Unless you can name one well, that's one, better. One. One. <laughs> Just because it's quote unquote the best superhero origin movie, you, you, you can't. That's a different scale. When I rate a movie, I rate it, into, it on its own. Two. Seven is not a bad rating, seven is a great movie. You know, it's like, it's just because everybody in the world thinks anything less than an 8 is a, a total failure does not mean that's a bad rating. Seven's a good movie. I like to Seven use is what you skill. give a child in school when they showed up for class and took the tests. <laughs> wow. Did you get a lot of sevens, Alex? No, I got wow. a lot of tens, Bob. I'm fucking incredible. <laughs> You know, I think I'm, we're 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 getting on something here, and and Alex's hatred of of, of sevens. Hmm. I, oh, I just it's I more like my I hatred of you being objectively wrong. I just don't. Why don't you go I join just, the cult, the Trump of cult, the cult of Trump next, Bob? I just don't. No, they call it think... the, the Trump of cults because they're idiots. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I I just don't think. It rises to an elite movie. It is a good movie, but it is not a great movie. See, I disagree with that. There are so many things in that movie that are done so well. One, obviously some of these stories have been told a million times, right? The origin story of Batman, his parents being murdered and everything. The origin story of Superman, everything to do with that and the Kents and everything. These stories have all been told five billion times. However, I think Batman Begins does the best job I've ever seen in any medium of telling that story. And also the great job they did of laying out the relationship between Bruce and his father, Thomas Wayne. You know, like they really do a good job of establishing how much he loved his father, how much his father loved him. You know, even though he's a mega rich fuck, he's trying to help people. He's, he's a good person. trying to do good for Gotham. He's not a monster. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a good 
he's a good mega rich person, you know. Um, and yeah, they kind of ascend Thomas Wayne to fucking sainthood in Batman Begins, <laughs> but whatever. They did a good job. Yeah, but if, if you're looking at that through the lens of the way Bruce sees him, that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, they do so much good stuff. They 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 do is such a great job showing like he falls into the pits of hell because he's so distraught over his parents being murdered. He comes back with the help of the league and they train him to be like this fucking killing machine ninja. Um, everything between him and Liam Neeson is great. Who was almost like a it's like a father figure to him until he figures out later what the whole deal is with him. Uh, I mean, the movie's you know, been out for over, like, I think yeah. 16 years at this point. No, yeah, Maybe I'm not worried about spoilers. Spoil <laughs> I'm not worried about spoilers. I'm just trying to keep this from being a two-hour discussion. But Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah. You know, along the way, he makes mistakes. He's just starting to be Batman. You know, he fucks stuff up. He's not perfect. He's not flawless right out of the gate. I don't know. There's so much good stuff. The movie's filled with great writing, great actors. There's like seven great actors in that movie. Oh, the cast is insane in that movie. Yeah. It's fucking bonkers. Uh, it's funny, though, because um, uh, we uh, on HBO Max now, they have all the uh, Studio Ghibli movies. Mm-hmm. And we were watching, because uh, cause you can't go out, you can't fucking do anything, and it's cold here. So uh, I've had on, um, I've just had those on, and Howl's Moving Castle, uh, Christian Bale voices the main character, which is delightful. And yeah. you're just like, what the fuck are you doing here, Christian Bale? And you're like, oh, it's a year before Batman. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, I, I just think it's a really great movie. I wouldn't change anything about it, you know, and, and there's nothing to really nitpick. That's the thing, like, you know I love to fucking nitpick. And... I'm watching the movie and it's like, I don't know what I would change. There's no scenes where I feel like, why is this here? This is a waste of time. They could have cut this out, mm-hmm. you know? So that's not a seven, oh, I mean, Bob. No You're arguments here. <laughs> I still think it's a seven because, you know, you can do everything technically correct. But at the end of the day, how you generally feel about everything put together is what matters like it can like can we can... can we talk about a movie that is just absolutely dog shit terrible sure yes we can so <laughs> i know what you're bob knows up. bob knows what's <laughs> coming so yesterday i was like uh hey let's watch predator what a delightful movie but not, and bob's not like predator. well predator normal no predator, not predator original predator oh and you watched bob the original like, predator Oh, okay. Wanted to. I fucking wanted to watch it. And Bob's like, no, we still haven't seen The Predator. Let's put that on. Alex. Alex, oh my god. Like, you you know. It's fucking terrible. I'm just yeah. sitting there in awe of how bad this fucking movie is. <laughs> like, did you guys watch the original? What are we fucking doing? Why is there a child in this movie? There's a kid. A snot-nosed fucking kid in my Predator movie. Get him out of here. Why is he here? He serves no purpose. What's the fucking point of this? Alex, I was losing my fucking mind throughout the whole thing. I'm like, I could be watching fucking Predator, one of the greatest movies of all time, but I'm sitting here watching this dog shit instead. 
I was very let angry. Me, let me ask you a question. At any point, does Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think I just butchered his last name, but whatever, does Arnold at any point cover himself from head to toe in mud to cancel out the predator's thermal vision? And then There's none of that. start no. screaming at him, come on, come and get me. I'm right here. No, that does not happen. That sounds fucking terrible, man. Because the movie is fucking terrible. It's like, Alex, they filmed like three different movies and then put them into different decks and then shuffled the decks all together because they were like, wow, all three of these movies we filmed are fucking terrible. Let's try and like fix it in the editing room. And they failed. They failed, it's, Alex. It, it is probably the worst movie I've watched in the last six months. At least. And granted, we haven't been watching like a ton of movies, but what a fucking disappointment. Like, why, didn't, it, why didn't Olivia Munn just cover herself in mud and say the same line? That would have been a 10 right there. She's so inconsequential in the movie. You're just like, why are you here? I mean, I know why you're here, but why are you here? What is this? Oh, and there's like really like super creepy, rapey undertones going in here. Like mm. with, with, with the, with this cast of soldiers and it's like, well, and they keep kind of like bringing it up and you're like, why, why, why are we even talking about this? Like, this doesn't have to be in this movie. It's a fucking Predator movie. Like, that is the place here. What, what? What? Don't even talk about it. What's going on? And you assembled a halfway decent cast. You know, like, what is it? Thomas Jane is fucking around in there. Uh, Keegan-Michael Key is there. Uh, the dude from Logan. Um, Sterling K. Brown. Uh, uh, and you're just like, you're all wasted. You're all wasted in this dog shit movie. Just, it, and I know yeah. it came out like what three years ago at this point. So whoever's seen it has, you know, seen it. No one's like rushing to the video store to watch The Predator, but avoid. I was, Dong, don't I watch was, that fucking movie. I was, I was disappointed that it wasn't even like, it wasn't fun at all. Like the well, and that was the most maybe, egregious part. Like it's just it was right. just bad. It's not even fun bad. It was just bad. Yeah. That's and it's it's. It, Alex, did you see uh, Alien Covenant? Probably not. You're a smart person. Alien Covenant is that the most recent yeah. one? No, I didn't. Yes. So basically, that movie it's like because Prometheus was like, well, it's in the alien universe, but it's not really an right. alien movie. And it's like, yeah, fuck off. It's an alien movie. So then the sequel, right. Alien Covenant, it's, it's more dog shit. And then there's like five minutes where they remember, oh, oh, yeah, it's an alien movie. So we need to have the alien fucking murdering people on a spaceship. We got to throw that in in the last like five minutes of our shithouse movie. They did that the same help. thing in this. Where they're in the like the forest for like five minutes, and the predator just like fucking murderates the shit out of everybody, and not even in fun ways, but it's like, and it's written by the same guy. It's Shane Black wrote it, and it's just like, do you do you remember what you wrote? Essentially, you just had to do the same thing, just make the same fucking movie. It's just no. very, very, very frustrating. 
just terrible. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely terrible. You know, I, I speaking of movies, I would just like to say, well, go ahead, Bob. Actually, go ahead. I, you know what? It, it feels. It felt almost like. Can you go back and and watch that first Predator? Like a lot of the humor in that movie is just, you know, like it's a lot of just macho bullshit. And in the eighties, that worked really well. I think it can still work today. Um, you got to be a little careful about some things. Maybe let's watch the homophobia and the transphobia, but you can still do macho bullshit and have big beefy guys fighting in the jungle. Um, but hell, Bob, whoever, whoever the fuck is listening, that's all I wanted. I want beefy right. guys fighting in the jungle. I don't feel like but that's that much to ask. So much, so much of the dialogue. I don't know. Like, because the dialogue was cringy for a lot of it too. Like, the jokes are like, I, I don't know. Like, did he just evolve in a stupid way, or like, does he actually think these lines were funny? Because they weren't. Did they, they were just the cringy. other thing is, did they let them just sort of like, you know, did they just let the actors go? Like, oh, improv, just do your thing. And it's just like, what? What? No, that's what? And you left that in the movie? What? Like, a Predator movie should be 90 minutes long. If the first five minutes are the, the, the beef squad gets together, and then the next fucking 85 minutes is just jungle shenanigans. With lots of murder. Unique, the interesting... The beef squad. Creative murder. Yes, the beef squad. Just, just... Ugh. The beef ugh. squad. Can there be women fucking on the beef terrible. squad? Can there be some beefy women? Of course. Women? Of course. I don't agree with her politics, but Gina Carino is a beefy woman. Get her up in there. I'll yeah, watch her get murdered by the oh, predator. Apparently, apparently, that would actually be cathartic. Apparently, the rumor is is that John Favreau is protecting her from being fired at the moment. Really? Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Why? I have no idea. What's up, Do we Favs? have to worry about fabs now right i gotta worry about fabs no, now no no apparently the way i read it was that favaro is not political at all he doesn't care what anyone's politics are and he only cares about the performance you're giving on the show so, which is fair but then you gotta pull your girl aside and be like you know it's hey could Disney. you just shut the fuck up maybe just shut the fuck up yeah exactly like i don't care what I'll you do... think say whatever because you just shut the fuck up I'll do what I can to protect you, but shut the fuck up, dummy. You're on the gravy train. Do you want to be off the gravy train? Because we could arrange exactly. that. Yeah. Um, you have potential to be across, like, multiple shows here, man. Like, shut your fucking face. Yeah. Yeah. I have well, a question, Erica. Go Real ahead. Quick. Sure. What is your personal rating of Commando? Oh, Commando's not even on the scale. Commando's like transcendental goodness. Like in the opening credits, they show him feeding a deer. Like Commando is is happiness. He's carrying Commando a tree is... on one shoulder. <laughs> like Commando lets you know exactly what it's gonna be the 
instant it starts. Commando's like, this is what we are. It's going to be fucking ridiculous, but God damn it, you're going to have a good fucking time. Bob, give me your 0 yes. to 10 rating of Commando. It's 13. Okay. It's a perfect movie. Okay. I just, you know, he was I had to know whether I had to know whether or not I was going to need to ask Erica to beat you to death tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, Command is yeah, Command is a perfect movie. I mean, okay. it, it, it's yeah, there's nothing it's else to say about it. Yeah, it's right. just so much fucking fun. Well, and I, you know, I think that's part of like when I think about the movies that I truly love. It's movies that are fun. Like there are a lot of really great movies out there that are that are challenging or um, that you know are very uh, sincere and they're great movies, but they're not fun, and and they're admittedly not intended to be fun. But you know when I think about the movies I love, I love fun movies. And that's Bob's a I'm simple man; for. he just wants to have some fun. It's our loyal and, and you know comparably our loyal fun. he he gets mad when i say this but our loyal listener he just wants two things out of his media he would either like copious amounts of nudity or ridiculous amounts of violence and preferably both at the same time and well, he's Alex, a simple man that's both what he at the likes same time yeah living that's the not, fucking dream <laughs> that's like did you ever watch the first season of altered carbon no i did no. not at one point, there's a fight between two women. One of the women is completely naked, wielding a sword. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what he's looking I for. I see. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to rein in my laughter because I don't want the tool to kick me off. But it's it's hard. It's really hard. Because <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we got to talk about something else or I'm going to lose my fucking mind down here. Um, I know there probably wasn't a ton to talk about uh, on the challenge. Um, oh, let's talk about the challenge. Okay, to cap out the movie thing, can we make a commitment, because I believe it's time, before we record again, hopefully in two weeks, can we watch Rogue One and do a review on this podcast? Oh, why? You just watched The Predator, and you're going to complain about Rogue One? Yeah, but I'm not saying I want to rewatch I didn't ask you to watch Solo. Alex, I'm willing to rewatch it so we can chat about it. Thank you. Thank you, Erica. Make it happen. All right. I'll 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 make sure I've got my notes and my notebook so we we can have a conversation. Sure. Thank you. Um... Yeah, Tori really shit the bed, huh? Well, I don't feel like there's that much to talk about between the two episodes, honestly, but I feel we should start because it leads into Tori with Fessy just being the biggest idiot. Oh, did we not yeah. talk about that on here? No. No. Oh, that's right. That was no. between. Yeah, Fessy, like, between dude, weeks. like, the the political game. You got to think of the political game, man. What are you doing? so stupid well it's not even like he can make the argument oh i'm just worried i'm never going to get to go in i got to take my shot while i can 
You just passed up twice. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, one you know. that was just, you could tell objectively it was going to be physical. And you were going to be going against fucking uh, Devin. Like, come on, man. Really? Yeah. Uh, and I just, you know, he, he takes out a member of his own alliance. Now everyone's, basically everyone's mad at him. Like the whole house. So... And then to make matters so Josh, worse, uh, you pull... I, I did appreciate the the just the the constant. Let's just shit on Josh because Josh is the worst. Well, Josh is just the worst. Yeah, everyone hates Josh. Even Josh's friends hate Josh. And it's not like love hate. Like my friends hate me, but it's love hate. These people just generally, genuinely dislike Josh. Well, he's a liability at this point. I'm surprised he's he hasn't gotten it. He's yeah. not even drunk, but it's like he's always in drunk fights. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Well, and like, if I was Devin, I'm just going to keep, I'm going to keep picking, like, right there, you know? Like, I know what bothers this guy. Yeah, I'm going to get him to punch yeah. me. Oh, Why yeah. not? Take him out. Works for me. <laughs> Devin's having a great season. I can't believe I like Devin. What does the world come to? I was very surprised as well, Alex. I was like, I'm rooting for Devin. This is like, I feel like dirty. This is weird. I know he has no chance of winning the season. I know no, that. No, not at all. But maybe all the other guys will die and then he'll win. <laughs> oh, and so, you know, it, it, it comes off that, that because Tori threw Fessy in to give him this, everyone's mad at Tori now. So, and they're not mad at Devin, which is funny. Devin's just sitting in the back, like, it was Tori, well, man. Devin's it wasn't just, me. That's my partner. She's, what can I do? She's let, he, he's letting Tori, he was letting Tori dig her own grave, because Tori was oh, also yeah. walking around, which, and, and she's not wrong, you know, uh, shitting on the rookies. And that's a time-honored tradition. That's something you do. However, you need to make sure that they don't have the numbers to fuck you over then. Well, not only that, but you can shit on the rookies when people are afraid of you and or you have the numbers, like you said. You know, if Laurel's there and she starts walking around and she says, I'm the biggest, baddest bitch on the planet and you're just all my whores. It would be like, you well, go, yes, Laurel. Yes, 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 Miss Laurel. That's correct. I mean, what could that's I say? That's accurate. Yeah, please don't hurt me, Miss Laurel. <laughs> but it's Tori and she's good, but she's not great. And so they're not yep. afraid of her. Right. And well, losing and to the... Anissa, this version of Anissa to lose to her in elimination, shame. Ooh. Where's the bell? She should be ashamed. Shame. Yeah. yeah. Shame. Because it's just like, you can't, one, it's, it's always cathartic to see somebody walking around being like, I'm the baddest motherfucker here, and then lose immediately when that is put to the test. Yeah. Um, but like, and I I know Anina, Anissa's got some strength. She's not, uh, uh, she has no endurance at all. You saw how like Tori almost caught up to her. But the fact that Tori couldn't pull that over, it was just like, honey, like, like come dude, on. Dude, this is like what basic physics here. You have to create momentum and leverage. Who knew? <laughs> I honestly, shameful. when I was watching that, I was like, is she throwing? Is she throwing this for some reason? Does she want to go home? 
Well, I mean, if we want to uh, put the tinfoil hats on, which we can. I love a tinfoil hat. Who doesn't love a tinfoil hat? Could have been the stuff with Fessy was getting a little, little too real, and we yeah. saw they're together now, right? I maybe I'm not sure. I think Bob said that, yeah. Didn't you say that, Bob? Oh, you saw that somewhere online. Yeah. Yeah. So it could have been she was like, I need to get out of the house. I'm still engaged to Jordan. Yeah. You know? Could if have I been. don't if I don't leave, I'm just gonna have to fuck Fessy because he's so charismatic and what a leader of men. Wow. I mean <laughs> Maybe there, there's a lot of really questionable hung. choices. It's Maybe possible. he has a giant dick. He could. He could. I will also say this though, like Fessy needs to just like, dude's gotta like gotta get it. Like remember when uh, uh, CT got Big T as a partner? Like obviously yeah. he was probably not like, oh okay, you know that's fine. But you go he's in making with the some best of a bad situation, and he's trying to right. pump her up so she performs better. And I think he's doing a very good job of that. But then yeah. Fessy's like gets back. It's like Anissa was gonna pick you again, dude. Like just. Obviously. Man, I did like the pure spite for play from Anissa. I'm I'm really enjoying when they get to pick whoever they're taking, all the spite plays that are happening. It's the best part of oh, the whole season. Oh, because it's outstanding. For it's spite. great. <laughs> for spite. No one no one His I don't know that anyone's going to I don't know that anyone's going to top Devin's pure pure spite play of picking Tori. Oh, I don't know if anyone's going to top but I'll be interested to see who he ends up with as a partner then next week because he's Sam's partner right now yeah what do we think of Ashley getting to come back because the women are dropping like flies well what did they say they said they they brought her back because Natalie was the one that eliminated her was that the deal I don't think that was the reasoning. I think it was just oh, that she was probably nearby. I don't remember. I mean, maybe. I don't remember them saying that. I think they said that. I could be pulling something out of my ass, but I'm pretty sure that's what they said. I, I don't like Ashley. I think she's a massive pain no. in the ass. and She's good TV, she's though. Kinda, kind of. She gets to the point where it's just like, I'm annoyed by you. Go away. You know? Well, um, it's going to be fun to watch her lose, assuming she it loses. It will be. Yeah, so we'll see. You know, I, I don't think it's... I, when the car was driving up, I'm like, oh, Bob, you think they got Laurel? Like, how great would that be? Could they get Laurel for half a season? <laughs> like, Emily steps out of the car, and all the women immediately just, like, fall over in deep fear for their lives. No. Well, you know, I think... You know, I was actually kind of mad at myself that I didn't think of Laurel, or uh, think of... Um, Ashley, because if you think about it, anyone that they would have had as a backup would have had to have been in quarantine for two weeks. So it actually kind of makes it, you know, it makes a lot of sense that they would say, hey, just hang around just in case, case, you know, Um, you have all these people dropping. Exactly. So it's like, let's just like hold off, you know, you had uh, a what's her face dislocator shoulder. What's her name? Boston woman. No one can understand. Oh, Nicole. Nicole dislocates her. She's shoulder. from New York, not Boston. <laughs> really? Okay. Well, yeah. it's all. Well, the she same did worse than accent. dislocate her shoulder. She tore something. She had to have surgery. She really fucked okay. herself up. 
Yeah. Uh, and then you have the other girl right. whose name I don't even know. Something happened with her wrist or arm or something, right? I know who you're talking about. I can't think of her name either, though. Yeah, I can't think of her name. And then uh, they had to pull Natalie. And I, apparently the rumor is, is that she was pregnant, it turns out. So they pulled her yeah. once they found yeah. out. Um, which is essentially what happened with uh, Melissa last season. It's just that they found out way late with melissa and then they made it seem like she quit or something you know um, you could tell though because tj wasn't going as hard on yeah. her as he normally would and the same so thing happened like, with okay. natalie he, it was like you know he, hope to see you in the future yeah he what tj said after the fact was that production came up to him and they didn't tell him what was going on but they told him listen she's gonna quit you need to leave her just let her be, be easy on be her. nice tj don't do yeah. the usual go away fuck you never come back <laughs> it's like britney spears um but yeah the women were dropping like flies and i think they were like well we don't want to keep doing all these men's eliminations so we're gonna bring someone back and you bring we back a strong to. a generally strong competitor who is not going to be an easy out, who will probably stir shit up and be good TV. I mean, look, mm -hmm. I was interested to see what, like, you know, Natalie would do on this season, but Ashley's like a proven commodity. You know she's going to cause chaos. So it makes yes, complete very sense. very true. True, um, true, true. I don't know. It does, other than, the, like, kind of the elimination stuff and bad decision-making, I don't know that there's really much else to talk about i didn't feel like they were like particularly interesting episodes the last two it's just kind of like no people yeah. fucking themselves over right at the end the fessy sort of like thing. whole thing i thought was was interesting to watch him just sort of like fuck himself over massively make make like three bad decisions in a row and then grab casey and kind of fuck her over but who's she with now she back with leroy she's back with yeah, leroy. She's with leroy. yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, it was just a big reset. <laughs> she's but she's gotta still... be though like looking at like this big brother alliance, it just like with the Josh and the Fessy of it all and just being like, hmm. Yeah. I seem to have hitched myself to the two biggest, dumbest wagons in this house. Yes, because I would want to distance myself from Josh. Cause what was that thing where he was it was it with Jay? Where he was just like, hmm. You're shady, and it's like, where's this fucking coming from? There was, like, something like, with Jay. There was something with CT the week before. He's just starting up shit with everyone. Oh, and Jay's oh, in their alliance, too. He's starting up shit with people in their alliance. Well, that was the thing. I'm yep. like, what are you fucking... Well, and then he's like, oh, he'll be the house vote. He'll be the house vote. I'm like, where? you don't have that kind of power. What are you fucking talking about? Josh, I, like... He is the biggest idiot on the show. I, like anytime he he starts talking, though, I'm like, I need I need to start paying attention for how stupid this is gonna be. Um, I did think it, Fessy had one great <laughs> moment in this episode when Josh gets mad that he didn't let him go in and like stole the spot or whatever, and Fessy is like, "Bro, you can't possibly be claiming you wanted to go in." You're terrified of eliminations. You never want to go in. It's like, <laughs> yeah, that's true, Fessy. 
That's true. Seed. I mean, you 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 did just bitch out of two eliminations. However, that is also true. One can be true, and the other can be true. Yes. The worst person think... you know can be right sometimes. Yep. Uh, I think Fessy's really got... Fessy's got a bit of a problem on his hands where... Uh, you know, one, he's not winning as dominantly as he should be. Um... And two, he's just not good television. And that's the bigger problem is like, you know, he, he's, he, he could potentially have trouble like not getting invited back if he doesn't, like if people don't want to see him, you know? Well, the the worst thing you can have is, go ahead. Go ahead, Alex. Well, I'm just going to say the worst thing you can have is someone who's generally dominant and wins a lot and really should be all over the show, but they're boring and people don't like watching them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? I don't remember. It's gone. No worries. <laughs> I'm the worst. Are you, were you going to say how much you're, you're missing Ninja Natalie this season? No. No, I'm not. Oh, that was definitely okay. not what I was going to say. Hmm. Okay. Huh. Yeah, I don't remember. You know who's it's all right. You know who I'm a little let down by so far is Lolo Jones. It's like well, on one hand, I mean she hasn't really been given an opportunity to do anything, I suppose. But it's like, man, you're like an Olympic athlete. I'm expecting some fucking domination out here. I'm hoping that this next episode, because they see, they show, like, Teresa, like, getting snippy with her. Mm. And I'm just like, oh, give me that elimination. Oh, that would be, that would be a joy that to would watch. Be sweet, but the next one, in theory, is a men's elimination, in theory. I think we might get a couple girls in a row. Because we've only, we've got, what, three dudes with a, a gold skull. And we've only got one chick with a gold skull. That's true. That's true. So it might be another women's. You're right. That's true, although I, I think, think numbers might, are even right now. They might be trying to uh, get that going <laughs> well, they, again, you know, just to try I and... I suppose they have to be even. Yeah. Uh, I, I will Ooh. say, with, with Lolo... No, I it think... has to be a men's. No, it has to be a men's. Because there's one extra guy right now. It has to be a men's Oh, because Devin doesn't have a partner. Oh, okay. yeah. Unless you yes. eliminate one woman and that one woman goes with the one extra guy. It can be either way. What do you mean? Maybe. Maybe. How could you end up? I don't up, know. If you eliminate a woman, you'd still end up still having have an, an extra, extra guy. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. It's Bob Math. Just, just <laughs> roll with it. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't a freaking Nintendo Switch. You can't Bob math this one. However, well, they're gonna you have to figure. It. They're gonna have to figure something out eventually with that because I mean. Yeah. So yeah. unless you do Maybe like a do... double elimination thing, I don't yeah. know. But then you you still end up with odd numbers. I don't know. I don't know what they're gonna do. But you're right. In theory, there should be some women's eliminations because. Anissa is the only woman with the gold skull right now. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess we'll have to see. It would just be I... interesting to see the dynamic on the woman's side because there's nobody over there aside from, you know, like a Lolo or um, 
I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anybody else that I'm like, oh yeah, they're kind of a foregone conclusion for a gold skull, but nobody's really no popping to mind. No. Because it's it's totally dependent on elimination and physical stature. Like if you like if you if an elimination pops up that's it's like just some, some giant puzzle elimination and Ashley goes in there, it's like, oh well, whoever's in there, bye bye, see it's you fucked. later. Right. <laughs> um but if it's some physical thing and Lolo goes in there, you're thinking, okay, how's she gonna lose? Although, you know, her sports that she did weren't really like physical contact stuff. So you know, we don't yeah, really know. It's nobody, like that first you don't know. Right, right, right. There's no right. one at her size, but you know, look, we saw it with that one hall brawl, was it two seasons ago with Tori and Jenny? Jenny just wasn't ready to be hit like that. So even right. though next time her and Tori went up against each other, she just dusted her because now she was prepared. But, you know, Lolo might not be ready for, say, uh, you know, someone with some decent size. Like, let's say she goes up against, like, uh, Cam. Like, she might not be ready to be hit head on. Well, and, and here's here's the other thing is th there's a lot of things about this show that are kind of equalizers. Like, you know, if you've got someone who's small going up, someone who's big in a hall brawl, like it doesn't like being a really strong athlete. Yeah, that's great. But a lot of these things, size matters. And, you know, if you've got someone it doesn't matter how good of an athlete you are. You're going to get overrun as long as the other person's not an idiot. Um, or you have the, you know, the puzzles. Um, or just the fact that a lot of shit on the challenge is just goofy, you know? And mm -hmm. that's that was one of the things Johnny's so good at is figuring out how to do the goofy challenge thing by looking at it and, and not getting a chance to practice it. So well, an experience just definitely being a, helps for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well. Oh, and I did remember I what think... I was going to say. Um, oh, go ahead. Fessy did not win that hall brawl against Nelson in the dominating fashion that everyone seemed to think he should have. Yeah, but the so. thing is with those hall brawls, because you're in such an enclosed space, they kind of always end up being like, a little bit of a scuffle, you know, like because all you have to do is but grab the other person, and you're going to be in that there. That notwithstanding, for a few though, that notwithstanding, it still I think dropped Fessy down a little bit in everybody's oh, estimation I, I because yeah, I agree. you know, it's like why he is, he was gonna come why in is there this so and hard? Dominate. You're like right, a foot exactly. taller than Nelson, and you played football. What was, like, what was the weekly this week? Uh, it was where they had to hold them. They were hanging off the ledge, and they had to hold them up after they pulled the rope out of the platform. That's right, because I, I remember Fessy didn't perform Fessy as well. Fessy didn't do that well. No, he didn't do that well. You know, But I think, and... to be honest, the only one who was really impressive on that thing was Jay, because Nani isn't mm -hmm. like a tiny little girl. She's like pretty average-sized for a woman, I would say. CT kind of had a big advantage of holding up like Big T, who's like, there's no way she's much more than 100 pounds, you know? So she's very small. So, I mean, well, I Jay's think CT. Well, Jay's got that crazy arm strength, you know? 
Right. Jay He's got does. that core yeah. strength. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, the fact that CT only beat him by three seconds, it's like, mm, you know, that was pretty impressive on Jay's part. Like, yeah, he's a lot younger and everything, but... I think, you know, Jay in general is actually fairly impressive. I mean, you go back to yeah. last season, he went through he's hell. He's being slammed onto his head. Right. Yeah. But, you know, the I, it, just to, one last thought on Fessy is just, you know... You kind of look at every time Fessy's been in, in positions where he should have been very dominant, you know, whether it's these the daily this week or the, the the elimination last week or, you know, the, the final last season. He, he kind of has come up short a number of times now in places you really expected him to perform better. So, you know, once you can wave away twice uh three times you know a pattern's starting to develop and if he if he continues that i would not i would as competitors in that house would really stop worrying about he you know his odds you know he, he if you put him in the right challenge at the right point yeah he's gonna do well but it it, it just starts to show like wait maybe you don't have to worry about Fessy as much as you thought. Well, people right now, I would think the close comparison for a lot of obvious reasons would be Zach. When Zach first started on the challenge, people were expecting him to just like bulldoze everyone. And I think Zach was generally more impressive than Fessy has been. Although he has a lot of the same problems, bad political game, burning bridges left and right early seasons not particularly entertaining like zach is entertaining now but he wasn't for a long time right and it, i don't know and you know like we've seen zach like die on the side of mountains while laurel calls him a bitch and everything so <laughs> you know i mean <laughs> which at the time was quite enjoyable but uh, it's just like, that's who he reminds me of a lot right now, is he's just kind of generally underperforming. And I mean, look at yep. look at the final last season. If Fessy has like even halfway decent endurance, he should really beat Johnny in that final. Johnny's getting pretty old. He's not what he mm -hmm. once was. He should win that final. But Johnny won it easily because these guys just aren't there like, you know, Corey with his knee problems and everything, he's never going to win a final unless there's just like no endurance or he gets carried or something, you know, like there's going to have to be something going on. Cause if it's just like, go run 50 miles, Corey is screwed. Fessy just, yep. I don't know. We'll see this season if he has the endurance or not, but uh, he didn't last season. And that's why a guy like Johnny can still win because he can just go forever. And look, if I were them, I'd be, I mean, I don't know how much these guys are fucking historians of the challenge, but, you know, someone who's really flying under the radar right now is Darrell. And if I'm these guys, man, I do not want to see Darrell in a final situation. That is bad news. No. That is really bad news, even though he's older. I would not want to see Darrell in an endurance competition. So no. I'm going to be interested to see what ends up happening with that specifically because he might very well be 
honestly the favorite if it ends up being an individual final. Um, assuming he can win an elimination and everything. And the only right. one who right, might, might really know what a big problem that could be is CT. And CT, yeah. again, is not winning an, an endurance situation. No. No, not unless something I love my man CT, but... Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think weight. next week... He has. He has. Next week next looks week, like supposedly it's... Uh... Is some sort of, like, mini-final type challenge. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be interesting to see how everybody performs in that. That'll be... That'll be telling. But I think it's smart for you know, Durrell and uh, CT to an extent to kind of fly under the radar. It's like, you know, a lot of the, you know, just kind of stand up against the wall. If, if you know, somebody like Josh steps up to you, then fine, I'll fuck with him. But, you know, let me see how, how long I can hang around here. And I think CT's always been pretty good with ingratiating himself with the newer people, sometimes mm-hmm. to his detriment, you know, looking at, you know, that fucking season a few years ago. But, it's um, yeah. I I think uh, uh, oh no, yeah. I think he's pretty good with the political game. He's not he's not stupid, you know. Yeah, and if I'm Darrell, I if I'm sitting in that house or I'm watching on TV or whatever, I'm thinking, man, I'm not you know I'm not in any confessionals. I'm like very rarely shown or featured. This might really be his last season win to win money like to win that big money they're giving away now because i don't know that they're going to bring him back for the entertainment level he's giving and i think there are people like him like Teresa, that probably really only got on this season just because they were available and they didn't have covid you know yeah that's entirely possible so um, this might be this may very well be uh darrell's last chance I, I mean, that might be who I'm pulling for, really, because I feel like CT, he won pretty recently. Um, he's won, like, twice recently, actually. So, yeah. I'm not, you know, I might, I might pull for a big Darrell win just because it'll just piss off everyone at MTV. <laughs> <laughs> hey. And on that note. Yep. Well, we went way too long, however... I do partially blame recording issues, which uh, I would like to say I did suggest this method. Yes, you did. You most certainly did, Alex. (laughs) Well, feels good. Another week we can end on saying Alex was right. The world is right. Hug me. Hold me tight. This has been a Puma Knife production. <laughs>